Amen. Good evening, everybody. It's good to see you guys tonight. Thank you for being here. I love you and appreciate you so much. Spring has sprung uh, at Lone Grove Assembly. The snow has melted and it's been replaced by beautiful spring flowers. A uh, great big thank you is for uh, Miss Kathy and Miss Mary. They came up uh, yesterday and, and took everything down and redecorated and, and uh, looks beautiful as always. I appreciate them so very much. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for your faithfulness on a Wednesday night. Um, it, it's, it helps your pastor uh, for you to be in the building. And so I love you and I appreciate you very, very, very much. I want to pray with you tonight. We're going to get going. Father, we love you. We thank you for the day that you bless us with. God, thank you for the beautiful sunshine, the beautiful weather. You're, you're such an incredibly good God. And Lord, we would ask that you would come into this place tonight. Just flood it with the, with the power of your presence, God. Overwhelm us, overcome us, Lord, uh, with your person. Uh, Lord, leave nothing out in this service tonight that you want to do. And God, may you be the one who receives all the glory, the praise, and the honor. And God, we thank you ahead of time for what you're about to do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Why don't we worship together tonight?
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you tonight that you call us friend, God, that you know us by name, Lord, that you're close enough to us, Father, that we can feel your presence, Father. Father, we just want to worship you in your house tonight, God. Father, hear our praises, Lord, as we glorify your name. There is an endless song echoes in my soul. I hear the music ring. And though the storms may come, I am holding on to
Tell you what your love has meant. I'm lost for words. Is there a way to show the passion in my heart? Can I express how truly great I think you are, my dearest friend? Lord, this is my desire to pour my love on you like oil upon your feet, like a wine for you to drink, like water from my heart. I'll pour my love on you with praises like perfume. I lavish my Show this passion in my heart. Can I express how truly great I think you are, my dearest friend? Oh, yes, Lord, this is my desire to pour my love on you. Pour my love on you. If praise is like perfume, I lavish mine on you till every drop is gone. I'll pour my love like oil upon your feet, like wine for you to drink, like water from my heart. I'll pour my like perfume I lavish mine on you till every drop is gone I'll pour my love like oil upon your feet like wine for you 
pour your love on him tonight master we bless your name precious father gracious friend healer redeemer lover of our soul healer of our bodies lord we we pour our love on you lord we love because you loved us first we celebrate you we exalt you we we bless you we magnify god god you deserve so much more than what our limited physical bodies are able to give. Lord, you deserve so much more, so much more than our humble praise. But Lord, it's all we have to offer. So God, we offer all we have. We love you, Lord. We love you, God. Oh, I love you, Lord. Oh, we love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. He's a precious Savior. A good God. Amen. Turn and greet someone tonight. Let them know you love them. Thank the Lord. Thank you for being here tonight, church family. I love you guys. I appreciate your, your faithfulness on Wednesday evening. Uh, it, 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 means, it means a lot to me. And I know it means a lot to the Lord for you to be here. So thank you. Uh, thank you so much for coming. Um, some announcements real quick as we get started tonight. Uh, just a few things to be reminded of. Of course... Um, men's breakfast is coming up on the 19th. Uh, that's just a few weeks away. And, of course, women's ministry heart to heart. Uh, it's coming up on the 22nd. We are planning a uh, church-wide uh, breakfast fellowship coming up on April the 3rd. Uh, we're going to begin that at 9 o'clock on that Sunday morning and go till 1015. We'll be back in the fellowship hall. It's for everybody. We won't be doing Sunday school that day, so uh, all the students and all the teachers can come and, and be a part of the breakfast on that morning. And so... Uh, we're making preparations and plans now for that, and so uh, I don't know anybody who doesn't like breakfast, and uh, so invite somebody. Let's pack the church that day, and uh, that's, that's really what it's about. Spring Forward uh, is not this weekend, but the next, and uh, so be prepared uh, to Spring Forward coming up on the, I think it's, what was it, the 13th? Uh, yeah, the 13th, and so be prepared to, to Spring Forward. And uh, it's going to be a, a great weekend this weekend. Holy Spirit's been working on me. He started uh, Sunday with a word in my heart and my spirit that I'm, I'm supposed to preach Sunday morning. And so you, you want to be here for sure. Um, it's, it, it's something from the Lord. And so if it's from Him, it's got to be okay, right? And so come and be a part of that. Uh, praise reports. Of course, uh, we're still thanking the Lord for, for all of our activities, primetimers. 
uh, is coming up, and uh, we, we thank the Lord for that as well. Um, prayer requests, let's continue to pray for our nation. Um, I, I guess they said the war on COVID was over, so uh, I don't know if we still keep praying about that. or Anyway, I, I, think I thought it was over a long time ago, but anyhow, uh, when Jesus said it was healed, it was healed. It's kind of the way I took it, but anyway. Um, thank the Lord and keep praying for our nation. Uh, keep praying for um, healing for our nation, for sure. Our hospitals, our nursing homes, we're still praying for, uh, for Garen, still lifting him up to the Lord every day. For Bud and for Betty, we're holding them up to the Lord. Uh, we also have received word uh, this week about our, our, our brother David Gonzalez. Uh, some of you remember Brother David. Um, he's not doing well at all right now. Uh, he's in the hospital. Um, he, he, his memory is, is really very limited at this point, um, but his body is, is pretty diminished as well. He did take a turn for the better today um, and, and is doing you know, somewhat better as far as his, his vital signs, uh, but we do need to continue to pray uh, for, for Brother David, just uh, the Lord's plan, the Lord's will, the Lord's healing uh, over his body. Uh, also, Brother Armin Allen, uh, I brought you news Sunday night about Brother Armin. Uh, Brother Armin uh, has, has not improved. Uh, he did talk uh, just a little bit. He was talking to some of the family, uh, but he hasn't eaten or drank anything in about four days now, Brother Hubert. And, uh, and so I really, you know, the family has, has said their goodbyes and, and they're just praying for peace really right now for the family. And so that's what I would encourage uh, us as a church family to pray for, for uh, Sister Perlene and for all the kids. Uh, let's, let's hold them up to the Lord, just speak encouragement and peace over that home. Uh, you know, if the Lord wants to supernaturally raise him up out of that bed, that'd be fine too. Uh, but at the same time, we want, we want God's plan and, and we want uh, his, his perfect peace over that family, no matter, no matter what that may be. Let me give you guys a moment or two tonight to, to add anything that you may have going on in your life, uh, things that you'd like your family to agree with you in prayer about. Uh, is there anything that, that's happening with you that we can pray with you about tonight? Brother Allen? Uh, well, come, uh, I pray for court, but also continue to request. Uh, I found out Sunday afternoon that the doctor was planning on releasing my uncle on Monday. And it's like, oh, oh Joel, well, thrill, I have. Where's he going to go? <laughs> I, have I have nothing in place. But. Uh, with the Lord's help and doing some calling and some very wonderful people. He is in a, a skilled nursing facility now. Praise God. And, uh, but do pray for him that he will uh, start eating better and and start working on getting his strength back. Uh, this is one thing that I'm hoping that this will be the, the beginning of, a, a, of him really starting to gain his strength and stuff when they start working with him and and doing the therapy instead of getting stronger again physically. Amen. Uh, so just remember, continue remembering, but thank the Lord that He works stuff out pretty, pretty fast. Amen. Amen. So, uh, Amen. I'm, I'm thankful for that. Don't he's know. always on the job, isn't he? Yeah. Especially when you got somebody like me, don't know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. I'm so grateful for the for the help of the Lord and the wisdom that He brings. Uh, he's He's a faithful, faithful God, Brother Allen. We're we're so thankful. We'll continue to pray for James. Uh, and everything work out. Miss Faith. My brother-in-law, Jerry Otto. Yes. Uh, yeah, he's still in ICU. So basically, he's been in the hospital a while with COVID. Um, and he would do better and then do worse and do better. But then he ended up doing worse and worse. And worse. 
Okay. Let's remember Jerry in our prayers tonight. Hold him up to the Lord and uh, just believe complete healing over his body. Anyone, anything? Yes, Miss Martha. So good to see you tonight, sweet lady. My daughter Rebecca needs prayer. Okay. Let's remember uh, Rebecca tonight. Ask the Lord to, to be with her and, uh, and help her in her life. What else? I saw that Brother Don. Amen. Okay. Amen. We're praying. Yes, Miss Linda. Yes. We definitely will be praying for, for the Lord to touch him and heal him. What else tonight? Any I don't want to overlook Miss Kim. That's the word of the day is astonishing. Hang on to that one a minute. Astonishing. Amen. What else tonight? Anybody else? Prayer requests? Praise reports? Anybody want to brag on God? How good? You, you want to brag? Anybody else want to brag on God tonight? How? Yes. Ukraine. Yes, ma'am. Amen. I just, I, I want to say thank you to Christy because she and I pray for Wednesday nights every month. And I love teaching my girls. God knows I love them. They uh, just keep me on my toes, spiritual-wise and teaching-wise, and I love that. And I love to be in here. Instead of back there, I'm in here. And, uh, <laughs> and I love being in here. I love that Julie prepares for Wednesday night just like she does for Sunday. I love that our pastor prepares for Wednesday night just like yes. Amen. Amen. We serve a good and faithful God, church. Amen. Miss Martha? Amen. Let's continue to hold up Brother Garland in our prayers uh, and lift him up to the Lord and just believe strength and encouragement for him every day uh, and the Lord to be there with him uh, in that place. God's faithful, church. Why don't we stand together tonight and pray? Take these needs to the Lord. Father, we love you so very much tonight. We thank you, God, just for the opportunity to, to come into your house. Uh, Lord, as brothers and sisters in Christ, God, to, to bring encouragement and peace and strength to one another. Uh, Lord, we pray around this room together tonight that, that you'd minister to every need. 
Lord, I pray over the Allen family tonight. I pray for Perlene especially. God, I speak peace into that home. I speak peace into that situation. I pray, God, a peace over Brother Armand's body tonight, Lord. I, I pray strength, Lord, for, for that entire household. Lord, we pray right now for Brother David Gonzalez. We pray a, a healing over his body, God. Build him up, strengthen him, touch not only his body, but his mind tonight, Lord. Let his memory be brought back to a place of fullness. And, and Lord, may his body be healed as well. We pray for Jerry tonight, God. We ask you to, to touch him, to remove this COVID, got any infection in his body. I pray for Brother Don as he prepares for this appointment tomorrow. God, I pray safety as he travels there. And, and Lord, I pray uh, uh, when he arrives, the doctors say that he's already been healed. Uh, God, that there's already a healing touch that's been uh, made manifest over his body and in his life. God, we pray for Garland tonight. God, we, we ask you, God, encouragement for him. We ask you, Lord, God, strength for him. Uh, we ask you, God, to intervene in every need and in every way. God, I pray tonight for James. I thank you, Lord God, for, for preparing a way. But God, you have even more yet to do. We thank you for the good report on Garen, Lord. We, we thank you, Lord, that he's been able to go back to the rehab facility. And, and God, his body's growing stronger every day. God, we pray for Rudy tonight. God, touch him, heal him. God, raise him up. And, and God, an ultimate, complete healing over his body. Every part, every hair, God, on his head, may it be healed because it's your touch that's been upon him. Lord, we love you. God, we trust you. God, we exalt you tonight for who you are, Lord, in all that you're doing in this time and in this hour. You're worthy of all the praise and the glory. And God, we give you thanks ahead of time for what you're about to do. We ask it in the magnificent name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap together tonight, please, if you don't mind. Amen. God bless you as you're seated in the presence of the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. I'm going to jump into the Word tonight, so let's go ahead and give the Lord uh, one more uh, praise right there where you're seated tonight. Would you lift your voice with me? Father, we bless you again. Lord, we praise you one more time. We thank you, Lord, for, for your faithfulness and the truth of your Word. We thank you, God, that you're here with us in this place tonight. God, may you be the one who receives the glory and all the honor and all the praise. Hallelujah and amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. I'm thankful tonight for the gift of Jesus Christ. How many would agree with me tonight? Thank God for the gift of Jesus. The, the word of the Lord instructs us and tells us that God loved this world so much that he gave. Man, that's one of the most powerful. I think it's one of those, those scriptures that is, is, it gets so ingrained into us. We, we hear it, we repeat it, we say it. But, but man, we really need to pause sometimes and understand the emphasis of, of the giving nature of our God and the gift that's been given to us. Listen, he didn't give you some leftover hand-me-down something or another. He gave you the very best that heaven had to offer. Thank God for the incredible gift of Jesus Christ. How many are grateful for that tonight? So I love to read this word. I, I love to study and glean from the truth of the Bible and, and come to the understanding that, that because of the gift of God, because of the, the, the Son of God, because of the gift of Christ, we can live a life that's transformed. We can live a life that's changed. How many agree with that much tonight? See, the truth is, is that Jesus changed most things, everything that he came into contact with, that he was allowed to, the people had the faith or the people would allow him to. He changed everything that he came into contact with. Amen. I think of the very first miracle that came by the hand of Jesus Christ. 
He was at that wedding ceremony in Cana, and the water that was just plain, ordinary, everyday, nothing, yucko water was turned into something extraordinary. It was turned into precious wine that even those who attended the wedding said, you know what, you kept the best until the last. Instead of bringing out the best at the first, you brought out the best at the last. It was the best they had to offer because Jesus' touch came upon it. How many understand that tonight? Everything he touched was changed. When he touched blinded eyes, they were open. When he touched the lame, they could walk. When he touched the leper, they were cleansed. When he touched the dead body, they got up again. When he touched the lives of his disciples, they changed a generation and they changed the world thereafter them. And when he touched the life of a sinner by the name of Gary Dotson, he changed his life as well. He's still changing lives by his touch today. How many understand that tonight? Everything he touches is changed. His touch brings hope. His touch brings restoration. His touch brings love. And his touch brings life. And I'd submit to you tonight what the people of Ukraine need, what the people of Russia need, what the people of Poland need, what the people of India need, what the people of Spain need, what the people of the United States of America need the most is the touch of Jesus Christ on their lives. I ultimately believe that he's still touching. His hands are still reaching. The ultimate end result of his touch is healing. Everything he touches is healed. Everything he touches is made better. How many agree with that tonight? No matter if it's physical, spiritual, emotional, financial, uh, relational, I don't care what it is. If Jesus touches it, it's going to get better. How many believe your pastor tonight? The truth I believe tonight is that there's many people in this old world who need Jesus' touch on their lives. And what I believe tonight to be an absolute fact is that everybody who walked in this room together tonight needs the touch of Jesus Christ on their life. Oh, pastor, I don't have any problems. I don't have any bad stuff going on in my life. Friend, it doesn't matter if you're uh, sitting on a pile of gold so high that your feet are swinging. I I don't care if you've got a house big enough to house uh, the United Nations. I I don't care what you have or what you don't have. You still need the touch of Jesus on your life. We all need the touch of Jesus on our life. And the good news I have for you tonight is his hands are still touching and his hands are still healing tonight. That's where we're going. Find your Bibles if you would, please. I want to talk to you for a little bit about these healing hands of Jesus. We're going to the book of Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7. Be reading verses 31 through 37. Mark 7 and 31, the Bible says, Again, departing from the region of Tyre and Sidon, he came to the midst of the region of Decapolis, of the Sea of Galilee. And there they brought out one to him who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. And they begged him to put his hands on him. They begged him to put his hands on him. And he took him aside from the multitudes and he put his fingers in his ears and he spat and he touched his tongue. And then he looked up to heaven and he sighed and, and he said to them, Epitha, that is, be open. And immediately his ears were opened and immediately his tongue was loosed and he spoke plainly. And he commanded them that they should tell no one, but the more he commanded them, the more widely they proclaimed it. That's kind of a thing I'm going to start trying on Wednesday night. Stop coming, maybe they'll come. Verse 37, and they were astonished. 
They were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He makes both the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word tonight. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to minister it. God, we ask you to come into this room and flood it by the power of your presence. God, I'm asking you right now to make the preaching effective and easy. Lord, I pray ears are opened, that the tongues are loosed. I, I pray, God, that our hearts are turned toward you. And God, your healing hands are, are made manifest in our midst tonight. God, leave nothing undone that you want to do. And God, may you be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's give him one more hand clap if you wouldn't mind, please. I'm thankful tonight my God is a healer. How about yours? Uh, he's the healing source that the world is so desperately in need of today. In the Word of God, the Lord God Himself identifies Himself as the Lord who heals us. In the book of Exodus chapter 15 verse 26, He says, I am the Lord who heals you. How many understand that's the maker of heaven and earth that's talking? How many understand that's the God that we worship that's talking? The, the Lord who said, I, I am the Lord who heals you, is the one that we believe in, we trust in, we, we put our confidence in, the one who's able to heal us tonight. I'm thankful for him. How about you? Now get it in your spirit. It's not the Democratic Party that's healer. It's not the Republican Party that's the healer. It's not the Independent Party that's the healer. Uh, it's only the God of heaven and earth that's the healer of all things. I want you to understand, it's not a scientist or a doctor that's the healer. It's only the God who's in heaven that's the healer of all things. I want you to understand, it's not Dr. Phil. It's not Miss Oprah that's going to bring healing to your broken family. It's only the maker of heaven and earth who's able to minister healing to every need, to every name, to everybody who's among us tonight. Now please understand your pastor clearly. God will flow through all of these people if they'll allow Him to. God will flow through the Democratic Party to minister healing if they would allow Him to. God will flow through the Republican Party to minister healing if they'll allow Him to. God will flow through a scientist or a doctor to minister healing if He will allow them to. But the fact of the matter is they have to be a willing participant in the laying on of the hands... The ministering healing power of those healing hands, they have to be available for His healing power to flow through. Church, can I tell you that same precept and principle holds true for you and I tonight. We can be the healing hands of Almighty God if we'll but allow Him to flow through us. What I read and study as I go through the Word of God is that everything that Jesus touched was healed. From the broken lives to broken families to broken finances. From the broken hearted to the broken body. Our God is able to minister healing, I believe, through the touch, through the laying on of hands. I believe that it goes without saying that the world that we're living in right now is in a desperate need of healing. From Wall Street to Main Street, from the White House to our house, there's a need of healing in this land that we're living in right now. People everywhere, from every background, from every color of skin, from all walks of life are in need of healing. How many are with me tonight? And what we must need to know and understand tonight is that His healing hands are still available to touch and minister healing in the world today. How many believe that tonight? Some things I want to share with you tonight about these healing hands. And the very first thing I want to talk to you tonight about is this. I believe that healing hands are still touching Healing hands are still touching. Look at verses 32 and 34 with me. Verse 32 says, Then they brought him one who was deaf 
and had an impediment in his speech. And they begged him to put his hand on him. And he took him aside from the multitude and he put his fingers in his ears and he spat and he touched his tongue. And he looked up at heaven and he sighed and he said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. Thank God today for the touch of his hands that can still be made known upon life today. How many believe that? Here in the Word of God tonight, we see a man who was both deaf and, and mute or deaf and had an impediment in his speech. Um, one of the... the, the Translations of the word in the study I did today said he could not speak at all. All most of the other translations agreed that that he had an impediment in his speech. He kind of was like your pastor. He got tongue tied, and and what he was trying to say, his tongue got wrapped around his eye teeth, and he couldn't see what he was saying. Whatever it was, he he couldn't talk plain enough for the people that were around him to understand what he was actually saying. He could not hear, and he could not speak well. A person in this man's condition in his day and time would have had only had two options. Either one, beg for his living, beg for his livelihood, beg for people to supply his needs, or depend upon his family to take care of his every need in his life. His outlook on life and his hope for a future would have been very grim at the best. He would have had no ability to go and work a regular job. He would have had no ability to go and, and become a farmer. He would have had no ability to, to do normal things because he couldn't communicate and he could not hear. He only had one or, one or two options in his life, either beg for a living or depend upon somebody else. And I believe the thing that stands out to me in the, the Word of God is that when the hands of the Master, when the hands of Jesus touched him, he received his healing. It didn't matter to the degree. It didn't matter how bad it was. It didn't matter how, how far the impediment of speech was or how long he hadn't been able to hear, Brother Hubert. When Jesus touched him, his ears opened up and his tongue came alive again. I believe the thing that stands out to me, though, more in the Word is, is that Jesus didn't just only touch rich people. Jesus didn't just touch only the clean people. He didn't just touch the good-looking people. He didn't just touch the good people. He touched the whomsoever people. He touched all of them. Uh, can I tell you tonight that He still doesn't care what you look like? He still don't care what your background is. He still don't care what your skin color is. He still don't care how much money you have in the bank. The only thing He cares about is the need of your healing, and He wants to minister healing to that. The truth is, people get this mixed up idea sometimes that, man, I'm just too bad. I've done too many bad things. I've been to too many bad places. I've said too many bad words. I, I've just gone too far away from God. My situation is so desperate. My situation is so bad. There's no way that he would want to touch somebody like me. Listen, his hands are willing to touch the whomsoever's. If he'd touch a sinner man like Gary Dotson, then friend, I promise you, he'd touch you as well. Uh, if he'd touch a man like Paul uh, and, uh, or like Saul and turn him into a man like Paul, listen, he'll touch anybody. Uh, he can touch the, the most depraved situation and turn it around simply by his touch. Uh, some might question, well, pastor, how can a man who's been dead for over 2,000 years physically touch me? Well, in Matthew chapter 18, verse 20, he answers this question. He said, "Where two or three of you are gathered together. I'm there in the midst of them. Come on, he's here in this room tonight, church. Where he's at, he's able to touch. How many believe that? 
Let, let me ask an old-fashioned Pentecostal kind of a question. Have you been touched by the hand of the Lord? Praise God. Here I believe He is in our midst tonight. Here I believe He walked in the door when you walked in the door. When we struck the first chord of music, before we struck the first chord of music, he said, listen, they're gathering to worship me. They're, they're gathering to approach my throne. They're gathering to give me glory. I'm going to be right there with them. And where he's at, his healing touch can flow. His healing hands can still touch. And I also believe he, he wants to do it through the church as well. In the book of Mark, chapter 16, verse 17 and 18, the, the, the Lord, Savior Jesus said, And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Come on, friend. You're His hands to lay hands on the sick and see them receive healing in their body. His hands are here tonight in your brothers and sisters in Christ that are all around you. Yes, Jesus is in our midst, but it's Jesus flowing through those individuals who will allow Him to, to minister healing to the need. Here's another step that I'm going to take it to tonight. I believe that we can pray for somebody and, and lay hands on someone willing to, to intercede on their behalf, and they don't even have to be in the room we can pray for Sister Nancy by laying hands on Brother Don. We can lay hands on, uh, on Brother Hubert and believe for Perlene tonight. Come on, whatever the need may be, we love one another enough that we can be the healing hands of Jesus Christ extended to the hurting tonight to minister His healing touch into their lives. So what do we need to know tonight about the healing hands? Well, we need to understand healing hands touch. Another thing we need to understand about the healing hands tonight is this. Healing hands also transform. Healing hands transform. Look at verse 35. I like this part. It says, immediately, immediately, his ears were opened and the impediment of his tongue was loosened and he spoke plainly. Praise God tonight for the transforming power of the touch of the healing hands of my Savior tonight. Thank God He transforms when He touches. The definition I found for the word transformed in the dictionary said this. To be transformed was to be changed in composition or structure. Get a hold of this. To be changed in outward form or appearance. To be changed in character or can condition. Let me, let me read it again. To, to be transformed means to be changed in composition or, or structure. To be changed in outward form or in your appearance. Or to be changed in character or condition. So when we talk about healing hands bringing transformation, what we're actually saying is healing hands can bring change in your composition or your structure. Your composition or your structure. What's your composition or your structure? That's your body. That's my body. I can lay hands on a sick body. I can lay hands on a cancer-ridden body. And there could be a change in their composition or their structure. Cancer can shrivel up and dry up and go away. Broken bodies can be lifted up because of the transforming power of the hands of Christ. Healing hands change the outward form and appearance. 
Boy, I ain't much to look at tonight, but you should have seen me back when. Once upon a time when, when I was in the world and of the world and doing the world, I had that mullet haircut. <laughs> Business in the front, party in the back. I had hair that was about past my collar. I was a scrawny, spider monkey looking. Thank God it wasn't until I got married that I got fluffy. <laughs> Think about some of the people in your life that you've known when they accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their life. It didn't just change them on the inside, but it changed them on the outside as well. When the transforming power of the hands of Christ touched them, they got a change in form and in appearance as well. Condition, composition, and structure. Their healing hands of Christ also can change our character and our condition. You think about what our nature was at one time. He changed our very character. He changed our very nature. When He touched your life, He transformed you and He changed you. All throughout the Word of God, what we see over and over and over and over and over again through the Gospels is the transforming power of Jesus' touch. In the book of Matthew chapter 8, verse 15, He touched Peter's mother-in-law and her fever left her. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 29, He touched two blind men and they could see. In Mark chapter 1, verse 41, He touched a leper and he was cleansed. In Luke 7 and 14, he touched the coffin and the little boy that was inside of it came back to life. In Luke chapter 22, verse 51, he touched that severed ear of that servant of the high priest and it was put back, super glued by the touch of Jesus Christ back on his head. Come on, what can the healing touch of Jesus Christ do? The healing touch of Jesus can change composition or structure or outward appearance or form or character or condition. Come on, all by the touch of His hands. Hearing the word when the healing touch of the hands of Jesus Christ touched the ears of the deaf man, touched the, the tongue of the man who had the speech impediment, there was a transformation that took place. No longer was his speech hindered. No longer could he not hear. No longer was he unable to speak or hear. He was transformed by the healing touch of Jesus Christ. Can I tell you tonight that His healing hands are still transforming all that He touches still yet today. In Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8, it says that He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And so if His healing hands brought transformation yesterday, it'll bring transformation today, and it'll bring transformation forevermore. Thank God tonight we can still receive the touch of the hand of the Lord and have our lives transformed by His touch. In my lifetime, I've seen His hand touch marriages. They said there's no way that they'll ever work that out. There's no way that they can ever be restored. Uh, he cheated on her, or she cheated on him, or, or this has happened, or that's happened. There's no way that that's ever going to come back together again. But God intervened, and God got in the middle of it. And what the enemy intended for evil, God turned around and made it work for the good. I've seen His healing hand on ministries and I've seen His healing hands on marriages. I've seen his, his healing hand on minds and lives and bodies and the brokenhearted. I've seen His transforming hands touch families and individuals. And I've seen His transforming hand touch churches and change them completely around from going down a dead-end path to a life direction with Almighty God. 
in every case, in every situation, his healing hands brought about a change in composition or structure. His healing hands brought about a, a change in form or appearance. His healing hands brought about a change in character or condition. His healing hands transformed. And I look around this room tonight. Have my brothers and sisters in Christ. And no, I don't know every testimony among us. But I do know beyond a shadow of a doubt that His hands touched your life. And His hands transformed your life. And you're not who you once were. But now you're a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. So what do we need to know about His healing hands? His healing hands touch. His healing hands transform. Oh, and His healing hands are still astonishing. Look at verse 37. Verse 37 says, And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He makes both the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. How many understand tonight our God has the power to do astonishing things? He has the power to do astonishing things. Here, here the word of the Lord says that when the people saw what happened through the laying on of hands of Jesus Christ, through the touch of His hand, the word says that they were astonished beyond measure. One translation says that they were overwhelmed with amazement. I'm amazed. Look what He did. Oh my God. He only does good stuff. All the things He does, He does well. I'm astonished. I'm amazed. Understand me tonight. These astonished people were the people who knew this deaf, uh, mute, dumb man uh, back when. These are the people who used to know him back, you know, back, back before. I, I knew him back, back when he lived in my hometown. I, I knew him back when we were kids and went to high school together. I knew him back when he was in the world doing the wild stuff. I knew him back when. I, I, I knew that guy. They knew him before he could hear. They knew him before he could talk well. And now they see him hearing. And now they see him talking. And they go, Shazam! Man. can that blow your mind? This man had been healed. This guy, this guy walked over here, this Jesus dude, stuck his finger in his ears. First of all, I want you to understand something. It's going to have to be God to tell me to stick my fingers in your ears if I stick my fingers in your ears. Then it says Jesus spit. I don't know if he spit on his hand or if he spit on the ground, but he spit. And he touched this guy's tongue. I saw an illustration not long ago that went down that road, went down that path. Uh, this, this preacher in Tulsa, very popular, very large church in Tulsa, uh, was preaching about when Jesus spit in the mud and turned the, the, spit in the dirt and turned the, the dirt into mud and then wiped it on the man's eyes. He brought one of his friends, one of his ministry staff on the platform with him. And was telling the story, the only difference was he didn't have no mud to spit in. He just hacked a loogie in his hand. And that was the sound the entire crowd made. You could hear it on the video. 
The whole congregation of uh, probably a thousand people that were there watched this man hack a loogie in his hand. And he's talking about it the whole time and he reaches over to his brother. He reaches over to Chasen. He reaches over to Ethan and goes... And Jesus wiped it on his eyes. And he wiped it across this man's face and it runs down his face and it's dangling off his chin. Yuck. TMI for y'all? Sorry. Sorry. Can I just say as your pastor, there is a perversion of the gospel of Jesus Christ that's happening in the world today. There's a perversion. If God told me to hack a loogie on you, brother, I'd get to hacking, but it better be the Lord if I ever did something like that. I've had people say, uh, you know, I had a pastor uh, say one time that the Lord had told him to punch. A woman was having severe stomach problems. And and the Lord supposedly told him to hit her in the stomach just as hard as he could. Can you spell lawsuit? There's a perversion of the gospel. People will take a scripture like this and say, well, Jesus spit on people and touched them with it, so why shouldn't we? Well, if you sit about the second or third row, you're going to get spit on anyway. So that's why you people sit back there, isn't it? Yeah, right. The blessing shower. Amen. They watch this go down. They watch this event transpire. The representation, what the word of the Lord, the study I did said the representation of the spittle and the laying on the hands of Jesus Christ, putting his fingers in his ears, was a transference of the life of Christ placed upon the life of this man. The life power was in his spittle. The life power was was the fluids that flowed in his body. And, And it was a transference of his life into his life that brought back his speech and it brought back his hearing. Listen, I'm a believer tonight in the transference of the life-giving power of Jesus Christ, but it doesn't happen because you're spit upon by somebody. It happens because His hands had nail pierces in them and His body had stripes upon them. We're simply a conduit. We're simply a piece of pipe for Him to flow through through the laying on of our hands. Don't you understand that it must have really blown these people's mind? They were astonished beyond measure because of the touch and the transformation they saw happen right before their very eyes. Can I tell you tonight, born again believer, your life is astonishing. Do you hear me? Your very existence, your very life is astonishing. Because whether you know it or not, there's still a bunch of people who knew the Tommy Tucker of, I remember him back when. There's still a lot of people that say, you know, I remember Don before, before he came to Christ. I remember, I remember O'Carry back when. I know her from, from back before. See, we all have a, a BC, a before Christ. We all have a before Jesus in our lifetime. Now, I know some of you say, oh, well, uh, Pastor, I was, I was born in church and I was saved the day I was born. And bless God, I've never been away from the Lord any day of my life. What a great testimony to have. But the truth of the matter is, that's not the common testimony of most people. Most of us have somebody we used to be. We used to be deaf. We couldn't hear the voice of Almighty God. 
We used to be dumb. We could not speak His praises. But when He touched you, you were transformed. You were changed. You were made into a brand new creation. And don't you know that to the people who knew you back then, you're astonishing. You know, I look around this room tonight and I know there's a rowdy crowd that's here. I, you know, I just, I can tell by looking at you. And I know that most of your friends that knew you before you knew Christ, if they saw you today, they'd think, wow, what happened? But I stand before you tonight as a living testimony. That if some of them good old boys that I used to run around with, if, if some of my good time buddies, you know what a good time buddy is, right? They're your buddy as long as a good time's going on. They're your buddy as long as you've got beer flowing. They're your buddy as long as you've got cash to spend. They're your buddy as long as there's a good time that's happening. But when the good time's gone and the bad time comes along, they're gone. Shazam, see you later. Adios. All them good time old boys, all them good time buddies, I wonder if they ever are cruising across the internet and they run across some guy named Gary Dotson and they go, I wonder if that's that Gary Dotson guy I used to know. Golly, that looks like him, but it sure don't sound like him. Well, it did right then, but... (laughs) Golly. I watch too much Gomer. (laughs) Hubert, you're astonishing. You're astonishing. The touch of the Lord. The touch of the Lord is on your life. I don't know if you ever had the opportunity to do it or not. I don't know if you ever, if you ever drove in that uh, fire station down there or not and talked to any of them boys that was here. But I bet if they remembered that old man that was laying out there in the parking lot right. who people were saying, come on, Hubert, breathe. And they were hitting you with them paddles. They were hitting you with that electricity. I, I bet if they saw you today up and going and, and working cows, hauling feed, putting up with that black and white dog, I have no doubt they'd be astonished. Man, I thought he'd have died. But he's alive? The hand of the Lord touched him. I don't know any rest of your stories. I I don't know who you used to be. I know some of you served in the military and, and Tommy, that had to be a tough time in your life. I, I can't imagine how, how a person could live for Christ and, and experience some of the things that you experienced in the time that you experienced it in. I would imagine that some of those guys that you served alongside of shoulder to shoulder in the military, probably if they could see Tommy Tucker right now today, they would say, is that the same Tommy Tucker that I served with? Is that the same Tommy Tucker that I was in the military with? They'd look at you and they'd be astonished because the hands of God have touched you and transformed you and changed your life. Do you know what I think about all of it is this? The thing that that I think about our transformation is this. I think we should never be ashamed of the transforming power of Almighty God that came on our life. In Matthew chapter 5 verse 16, it says that we're supposed to let our light shine so that they can see our good works and glorify the Father. That we don't let our light shine so they can go, 
toot, toot. Boy, I'm going to toot my horn and let everybody look at me and say, ain't I all that in a bag of chips? Or, boy, what a humdinger that guy is. No, it's not about that. I never want to draw attention to me when I share my testimony. God brought me out of the pits of hell and he set my feet upon a rock. He transformed my life because he touched me. But I didn't have any involvement in it except my surrender. Hubert had no involvement in coming back to life except his surrender. It was the touch of the hand of the Lord. Man, I'd never be ashamed in a million years. Can you imagine running into some of them people who knew you back when? And they look at you and they go, Man. You? Are you Gary Dotson? Are you, are you Vonda? Last time I saw you, you was passing out tracks in a bar. <laughs> you know, when Sister Vonda and I first started dating, all of our friends, our good time buddies, our good times friends, they said, oh, I'll give you three months. We, we told everybody we was getting married. We're, we're in love, man. Oh, we're in love. Oh, we're getting married. I'll give it three months. Six at tops. Six months at tops. Um, the 25th of this month will be... This month. This month. Lord, we may not make it till the 25th of this month if she don't even know it's this month. How many years, woman? <clears throat> Brother Allen, we're going to need marriage counseling here in just a little bit. Mm-mm-mm. 33 years, sweetheart. 33 years. <laughs> People would look at Gary and Vonda today. And of course, the way we're getting along right now, they wouldn't be so astonished. But <laughs> Yep, that's Gary and Vonda. People should look at your life and be astonished. And guys, I, I want you to, to please understand, be proud of that. Amen. Not proud of you, Amen. but proud of what God did in your life. There's a good pride and there's a bad pride. Oh, pastor, pride comes before a fall. Uh, it's just, it's that haughtiness. It's that haughty spirit. No, I'm not being prideful. You're not being prideful. When you say, man, look what the Lord has done. You're just simply giving God praise. What do we need to know about the Healing hands of Almighty God. We need to understand that healing hands will astonish. They'll astonish. I believe this whole world is so desperately in need of healing. Physically, emotionally, spiritually. It's in need of healing. But the good news I believe tonight is that His hands are still extended. His hands are still reaching out. Those nail-scarred hands are still reaching out to minister healing to every one of us today. The greatest source of healing I know is not from any man, but it's from the hands of God. His healing hands are still touching. He don't care who you are. He doesn't care what your background is. He doesn't care how big or how small your situation is. He still wants to touch you right where you're at and in your need. 
His healing hands will bring transformation. He'll take you from a desperate situation to a place of better. He'll change you in composition and structure. He'll change you in form and in appearance. He'll change you in character and in condition. He'll change you and bring transformation into your life. And all who knew you in your former condition will look upon the transformation that's happened in your life. And by the grace of Almighty God, they'll be astonished because the healing hands of God have touched your life. I want to pray with you tonight, please. Precious Father, I love you. God, I thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to be gathered together in your presence and in your house. But Lord, thank you for your healing hands that are here in this room together tonight. Lord, I'm going to ask you right now that, that you would just flow through us. Lord, may we be a conduit tonight for Your touch. God, may, may we be a conduit tonight for Your healing virtue, Your healing power to flow into and through. God, I'm asking You right now to, to have Your way in this room. Lord, please leave nothing undone. God, leave nothing out that You wish to do. And God, I'm going I'm to ask You to be the one who's glorified because of it. Lord, I trust You. God, I believe You. And God, I, I thank You right now for what You're about to do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Please, with heads bowed and eyes closed, just for a, a quick second, I want to ask you first and foremost about Christ, if, if you know Him as Savior. Yes, I know, Pastor, it's just home folks tonight. Friend, that's great. That's perfect. There, there's not a problem with that. But it doesn't change the fact that, that we need to be in the, in the understanding that there's always going to be an opportunity for salvation. If you're in this room tonight and you'd say, I, I need Jesus to save my soul, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand right now, right there where you're seated, anyone in this room, Pastor, that's me, I need Christ. I just want to pray with you right there where you're at. Anyone at all. Congregation, would you stand with me tonight, please? I know it's Wednesday night. I know that, that you've blessed me by being here. I'm grateful for your attendance. But I'm going to ask you to stretch just a little bit tonight. I didn't preach about being the hands of Christ and, and, and leave that void, okay? I'm not going to preach about uh, being a conduit for Him to flow through and not give us an opportunity to be that conduit for Him to flow through. And so I, I, just a rough count in my head as I looked around the room, I counted somewhere around 20 folks that are in this room tonight. And so here's what I'm going to ask. Uh, that's a pretty even number. Everybody ought to have somebody. And so if you would, please, I'm going to ask you to find somebody to pray with. Grab them by the hands. Lay hands upon them. And, and let them pray for you. Pray for one another tonight all over this room. And let's believe God. Let's watch what God's going to do through your healing hands. God bless you as you take the time tonight to pray.